Building influence is something anyone can learn. It's an investment you can make in yourself and it can hold the keys to achieving your dreams and having the life and impact you want to have. I'm Laura Cox Kaplan. I've learned a lot over three decades about building and sustaining influence and how using it and using it effectively can make a big, big difference in your life and career. Here on She Said, She Said podcast, we're digging into the different dimensions that help us build and sustain influence. If you thought being an influencer was just for social media, think again. Whether you're starting a business, raising money for a cause, negotiating a promotion, running your household, or trying to connect with those who don't share your views, understanding and using the different dimensions of influence will increase your chances of success, whatever your goals may be. Listening to She Said, She Said podcast is a smart, efficient investment you can make in you. I'm really glad you're here and I'm excited we're on this journey together. Hey friend, happy summer. I hope that you are carving out some time to recharge and maybe to dig into topics and activities and pursuits that you don't have as much time for during the rest of the year. If you are new to She Said, She Said podcast, welcome. I am so delighted that you're here and I will tell you that we are really great company if you are on a road trip or you need a traveling companion, you got it right here. So I hope that you'll take us along. Today though, I wanna share some of what I'm thinking about in the hopes that you will share with me some of what you're thinking about over the course of the summer and what you're reading and what you're listening to. I'd really, really love to hear. But before we do that, because you are something of a shareholder, if you will, of sorts, because you are giving me your most precious resource, your time. Every week, um, you tune in and you're listening, and I am incredibly grateful for that. In exchange for your time, I want to give you a little biannual update of sorts, something that we would give to our shareholders, kind of a progress report, if you will. Thanks to you, She Said, She Said podcast is continuing to top the career and personal development advice charts. Our focus on building influence in your life and career is resonating and our episodes consistently rank in the top 100 to top 200 of all career podcasts, not just those that are oriented to serve women like this one. And folks are listening to us from 138 countries. Now, admittedly, most of those listeners are in North America, but I love that we're also reaching listeners as far away as Australia and parts of Africa and all over Europe. It's really exciting. So hello to each of you, wherever you are listening from. I am so grateful that you're here and that you're finding value in this podcast each and every week. So thank you. I probably don't say it enough, but I am incredibly grateful for every single time that you download an episode, every time that you share your feedback, every time that you leave a review, every time that you message me on social media. All of those things have kept She Said, She Said podcast growing and climbing, and it's all because of you that we rank in the top 1.5% of all podcasts. 
and not just those that are in the career vertical. I am so proud of that and I am so incredibly grateful to you. So I just wanted to take a moment and share that with you and tell you how grateful that I am. It really means a lot to me. I truly love this work as you probably already know, but especially when it enables me to connect directly with you and to hear from you and to hear how this content is is impacting you. I really love that. We're going to be thinking about and planning over the next few months to do more of that. So stay tuned for that because we've got some exciting things coming. Maintaining a regular cadence of podcasting and content creation focused on helping you navigate career challenges and opportunities can be challenging. (laughs) And I've been at this for almost five years now, which is just incredible to think about. But like any job, it takes a tremendous amount of energy and focus. But unlike other positions that I've held, including the more senior ones, this work is often, I find, more consuming because of the nature of the work and the cadence that I've set for it and the fact that oftentimes it's really personal. Oftentimes I'm talking to you about things that are really personally, have impacted me personally or are you know incredibly personally meaningful to me. And what that means is that I oftentimes find myself becoming depleted more quickly than I have in other jobs. I am often asked for advice uh, from others who are thinking about starting a podcast or starting a media platform like this one. And I tell them that it is incredible. But it also means that you really have to learn to work very differently from how you might have learned coming into this work if you're coming to it from a corporate career or a more structured background or field. I think this fact is true really of any entrepreneurial venture, by the way. But I really do think that things that are focused on content development and where there's a really steady cadence of production, it means that you really have to be mindful of taking that time to recharge. It's incredibly important. I still feel like I'm learning new habits and frankly trying to break some old ones that will enable me to do even more with this platform. So I'm always challenging myself to try to do better so that I can give you more of what you're looking for and more of what you need. We are all, after all, a work in progress, aren't we? All of the incredible entrepreneurs who have joined me here on the podcast and who I've gotten to know, including the amazing women that are part of the Southern Cooterie Network. We, of course, did our second collaboration series with the Southern Sea earlier this year. I'll be uh, pulling out some excerpts from those episodes over the course of the summer as well. Um, but you can go back and listen to them. There's some amazing talent, but they all talk about the importance of really understanding when you become depleted as an entrepreneur. It's so very important to know that and to pace yourself and frankly, to be honest about what you need and when you need it. And at the end of the day, only you really know the answer to that question. But if you're having trouble finding your off button, as the case may be, and that is true for many of us, you need to tap into your network and ask a friend or get some help and some perspective to know how you can ultimately dial back from the work. 
One of the ways that I recognize the signs that I need to step back is when I sit down to write about a topic or brainstorm a podcast or an episode and the words simply will not come. And that typically means that I've reached my limit and I have to step away. Which, by the way, I am about to do for just a bit, short while this summer, just to recharge uh, my batteries and to kind of to pivot a little bit and think um, about this work and what we're accomplishing and what it means. It's really important to reflect on it, to um, you know, to really live in that gratitude that is so important. But as I talked about in episode 247, anytime you take a recharge like this, it's important to set some goals and to have some intention with your time away. And that doesn't mean that you have to structure every single minute. In fact, far from it. Um, It just means that it's important to have some benchmarks and some things that you want to accomplish when you're taking time off. And it's important to have some limited structure for how you might want to tackle maybe some new pursuits. And and that can be <laughs> even something as simple as just plowing through your the mountain of books on your bedside table, all the reading material that you've been meaning to get to. It can be as simple as that, but set an intention for how you will how you will plow through that goal ultimately. For me, one area of my focus in the summer and that is true of this summer as well, is thinking about creativity. Not just trying to be creative, but actually getting under the hood to understand more about creativity and its relationship to influence. Now, that may sound a bit odd. Frankly, it is a little odd because we don't typically see those two concepts aligned. And yet, for us to become the most innovative creators and problem solvers, it requires that we invest in ourselves in ways that help us build that creative capacity. It's critical no matter if your work in life involves more artistic or aesthetic endeavors like painter or poet or songwriter. The best in every profession tend to engage in activities that help them tap into that creativity in a way that makes them better at what they do, whatever that may be. It's what gives them a richer and deeper perspective and ultimately enables them to tap into something that can sometimes be thought of as maybe magical. Now, this is me. And if you know me and you listen to this podcast, you know I really don't do woo-woo, or at least I don't do it very well. This is a career podcast after all. But I do think that there's something to this notion of tapping into that creative fuel that when we find it can actually feel a bit like magic. Now let's talk about another way that tapping into your creativity is important for your career and your influence. Understanding your personal story and what makes you unique is an important building block for influence. We've talked about this a lot on this podcast. I've interviewed a number of guests that are focused on the power of story and how important it is to tap into that. Think about the person who has a good handle on who she is and how she presents herself and what she cares about, how she shares that with the world versus the person who doesn't or who isn't as sure about where she wants to go, 
or maybe has started to question her very existence. Now, trust me, friend, this is normal. If that sounds familiar, you are so far from alone. I think this question is something that should probably be planned on (laughs) versus the reaction that I think we normally have, which is, what's wrong with me? If you're asking yourself this question, trust me, there is nothing wrong with you. That is precisely the time when it's important to tap into those resources and to actually open ourselves up to creative sources. To really think about and listen to what we might like to do next and how we might define ourselves in our next chapter. Now, one tool that I like to use, I actually talked to you about it in episode 244, and it's this notion of a skills checklist or a skills inventory. Now, in episode 244, I actually talked about the importance of having that skills checklist handy when you go into an evaluation or an interview or when you know that you're going to receive some tough or critical feedback. But the best time to really put that inventory or that skills checklist together is when you have the time and the space to do so and really reflect on it and then go back to it and work it over so that you begin to see the story of you even more clearly. Now, here's the thing. A skills checklist isn't static. So if you've done one in the past, that's awesome and it's a great starting point. But just like you, it's not static. It changes and so do you. And so taking some time like a summer recharge can give you a great opportunity to dust off work that you've done in the past potentially and begin to think about what else you can add to that list and what might be missing. It gives you a great opportunity too to think about what might be next. Even if you're not looking for that next career iteration, beginning to think about what that might look like or where you might want to go. And if you're in the midst of a transition or you're beginning to think about those things that you want to make sure that you accomplish over the course of your life, this is a great opportunity to do that. Here's the thing, though. The skills checklist is also your secret weapon against self-doubt, and it can also be your supercharger when you need a confidence boost. Having that list of what you know, what you've done, what you can do, those unique skills that you have, having that all in one place where you can see it and you can draw from it can provide you with an important roadmap. Essentially, the pieces to your puzzle all laid out in front of you. Doing this little exercise can help you see those pieces and all of the unique ways that they might fit together that are distinctly you. I have always found this exercise to be incredibly, really cathartic and illuminating every single time that I do it. And and oftentimes when I sit down in the beginning, it feels a little bit mundane. It's only after the fact, after you've worked on it and sort and and gone back to it maybe a couple of times. Um, and considered these things, just moved parts around, that's when you begin to see with some clarity. I think it's a very powerful thing. I'll be interested to hear if you try this, and if you do, I'd love to know what happened and, and, and how it spoke to you, potentially. Now, I'm not a big fan of getting caught up in really prescriptive goals. Um, Even if you set some goals as part of this practice, 
that's great. But what I worry about with prescriptive goals is if they're too prescriptive, we might miss opportunities that come that we hadn't actually considered. Opportunities that might even be better than the ones that we had originally envisioned. Now, at the end of the day, you are responsible for you. So only you really know the answer to that question, but it is something to think about. I think it's helpful. A good additional resource that you can use as a guidebook to help you think through where you're going in your career and can be a nice complement to this skills checklist or skills inventory is a workbook created by the fabulous Fran Hauser. Fran actually joined me in episode 197 and 198. She was part of a two-part series that we did, or a two-part episode, I should say. Fran is a startup investor and advisor and an author who focuses on leveling the playing field for women, and she shares what she learned as a longtime and very successful media executive to help other women. Her workbook is called Embrace the Work, Love Your Career, a guided workbook for realizing your career goals with clarity, intention, and confidence. In the book, in the workbook, Fran includes some great exercises that I think are especially well-suited for recharge time or really any time when you can write a bit more and then step back and reflect on it, much like the skills checklist exercise that we just talked about. So with all of that in mind, I also, as part of this episode, wanted to share a few of my favorite books on creativity. Back to the comment that I made a moment ago about tapping into your magic. I find myself rereading these books because they never fail to inspire a new thought or perspective and really just help me recenter myself creatively. And they are some of the reading material that I really use to level set my exploration of creativity and influence and career. So I thought that I would share those with you today. And this year, I've actually added a new title to my list. I'm really excited about this. I talked about this new book on my Instagram a few days ago. And by the way, I share a lot of additional insights and perspectives about career and life and influence and frankly, just stuff that I find interesting that I think you might too. So be sure to go over to Instagram, LinkedIn, or Facebook and give me a follow. And when you do, be sure to say hi when you get there. So back to my favorite creativity resources. I want to start with the most recent one first. This is an audio book by Rick Rubin. It's called The Creative Act, A Way of Being. And Rick Rubin, of course, is the genius record producer, founder of Def Jam Records, who has been an advisor and a producer to an incredibly broad and diverse array of musical artists, from Johnny Cash and Sheryl Crow to the Beastie Boys and Nirvana, and literally, I am just barely scratching the surface. This book is all about the tools that you need to tap into your most creative self. There is a lot to unpack, and I've only listened to the book once. I'm going to be going back and listening to it again. It is very, very powerful, and I absolutely loved it. And I think if you have any interest in this topic, you will love it too. I do recommend the audio version of the book. Rick Rubin reads it himself, and it's just, it's very powerful. Another longtime favorite uh, of mine in this genre is Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. 
She wrote Big Magic after the unexpected success of Eat, Pray, Love. Gilbert has talked in numerous interviews about how surprised she was with Eat, Pray, Love's success, and then how overwhelmed she was with how she would ultimately compete with that success going forward. It is also a very powerful book and a really powerful message about the creative process and not learning how not to overthink and second guess yourself. There's just so many great things and life lessons packed in this book. My next selection um, that I will be rereading this summer is The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron. It's another favorite. It was her recommendation of the Daily Artist pages many years ago that actually got me back into journaling on a regular basis. That book is about the creative process and steps you can take to tap into that magic that I talked about a moment ago. The fourth title is called The Power of Creativity, and it's actually a three-book box set. It's also available in audio form on Audible, probably other platforms too. But that three-book set is by Brian Collins, who is a nonfiction writer, and he tackles the fear that often stands in our way of creating or taking on risks that would enable us to move forward and to innovate. And then finally, another favorite is by legendary choreographer Twyla Tharp. It's called The Creative Habit. And if you like Atomic Habits, the book Atomic Habits, you will love this one because it's focused on doing the work and showing up consistently day after day. Again, lots of life lessons in this one as well. I feel like I should have called this episode the summer tote bag episode, but I hope you find some value and maybe some some new to you resources that you might use as you think about where you're headed and what you might like to do, or maybe as you navigate a career or major life pivot. I hope that you will find some value in these titles. And I'd also love to hear your own resources, the ones that you turn to time and time again, whether it's on creativity or navigating other life challenges. I'd love to hear what you're turning to and what's in your tote bag this summer as well. (laughs) Sorry, I couldn't resist. Most of all, friend, though, I would love to hear your feedback on this episode, this content, or anything else that you'd love to share. So be sure to send me a note or a message. You can reach me here on this platform at she said she said podcast.com or on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook. I am active on all of those platforms and you can direct message me there. As I mentioned, I'm going to be taking just a little time off this summer, not very long, but just a little time. And rest assured, there will be lots more She Said, She Said podcast ready for you when I return. In the meantime, we have a tremendous archive of almost 300 hours of content that you can pick from, and I'll be rolling out some new stuff really, really soon. Friend, as always, thank you so much for being here. I'm truly, truly grateful for your support. And I look forward to talking to you again real soon. Take care. She Said, She Said podcast is produced weekly by She Said, She Said Media.